Rachel, do you think I'm the best singer you've ever heard? No, you got to talk closer to your microphone oh. though too. Bring it closer but it, to you. It fe- I feel like it feels like a. Bring it closer to you. It feels like we're, uh, like off the cuff. Mm-hmm. You know. You don't think I'm the best singer you've ever heard? Who do you think's a better singer than me? Celine Dion. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's fair, I guess. She is a good singer. Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Tony the Tiger. They're great. But who's they? Who? <laughs> you oh, said they're the, great. The Frosted Flakes. Oh, okay. That's what he's talking about. They're yeah, talking, but talking I mean, about... like, you didn't give me a context. You just said you were Tony the Tiger and they're great. So I was wondering if you were talking about, like, I don't know. Do you not know Tony the Tiger's like, famous catchphrase, they're great? And their wonderful food, or... But do you not know that... <laughs> do you not know Tony the Tiger's catchphrase, they're great? I mean, I do. But, you know, you know what he's and some about. other people might not be familiar with Tony the Tiger. This is an international podcast here. <laughs> Tony the Tiger does not cross international waters. You don't he know doesn't that. have a visa for you that. You don't know that. He might. <laughs> we got to put up a wall. He's, he's American and he's proud. Got to put up a wall. It's all some good memes of the Kool-Aid man in the <laughs> wall. <laughs> I don't even want to get... Let's not even go there. <laughs> let's not go there. I don't even know why I said Tony the Tiger. I had one planned and I forgot it in the middle. I don't, still don't remember what it was. I had somebody planned. Tony the Tiger is a really random one, too. That's not someone I think of often. I don't even know what made me think of it, to be quite honest. Yeah. I was just sitting here. You know, sometimes things just fly off the dome, Rach. Yeah. Today was Tony. Tony the Tiger. Guys, Rachel's being not nice to me lately <laughs> on the show. I don't know if you've noticed it. I've noticed it. She's being a lot meaner to me and she's been very mean off mic <laughs> just at it so you guys just listen in and see what you think just try to pay attention she's coming oh. in here i feel like she's off our home territory so yeah. she's overcompensating but yeah. being mean to me pat pat can dish it but he can't take it <laughs> that is true <laughs> absolutely 100 percent the case very very true i'm a weak-willed human <clears throat> I, I'm just tired of getting beaten up. I'm like Paige in this episode. You I'm are. Like ready That's to a good segue. Back. That's but a great But we segue. haven't even talked about, A, this is episode 220. We're almost on season two. <laughs> well, last week I messed up the numbering. Did oh, you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, I messed because up Because I numbering. really don't remember the numbers anyway. So. so I was of two mindsets. The first one being just get rid of it mm-hmm. say, fuck it, we're mm-hmm. done. I think that's probably the right answer, right? No, I think we need <sighs> to keep going. It's so the 35th episode of Degrassi. Last week I said it was the 33rd, I think. I don't remember oh, what I said, but okay. I said it wrong. Okay. This is the 35th episode of Degrassi, but what with two-parters and the like, it's really like the 31st episode of Degrassi mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. next generation. The name of the episode is How Soon Is Now. How Soon Is Now is a song by the revered English rock and roll band, The Smiths. Rachel! I feel like we're going to go deep in this yeah, one. Yeah, you ready to spend like 15 Ooh, minutes on the boy, Smiths? Boy, what <laughs> is your favorite Smith song? Ooh, so we went right into it. We yeah. dove right into this. We dove right in, but we're going to be talking about this for at least another 10 minutes. So, so I like. I don't know if you also went through this, but I definitely went through a Smiths phase. Through a Smiths phase. They're my, my second favorite band of all really? time. Really? Yeah, easily. I, um, the Queen okay, is well, Dead then. is my favorite album. 
period. Oh, really? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I, what's funny is that I was like going back and listening to a bunch of stuff today because I kind of fell out of love with the Smiths. Like I don't dislike them by any stretch, but I think that I got, I found Morrissey insufferable at some point and I just kind of gave up on, <clears throat> uh, caring about them. I have a lot to say about that, but I'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> but I, um, I went back to listen to a lot of their stuff and I didn't realize that they only, they had all these like compilation albums and singles. So everything is like very confusing as to what was, they only had like four actual studio four albums. Four proper albums. And I didn't own any of them. <laughs> I only owned compilation albums. So Singles I owned, were a big thing in the, those days. Yeah. And it was like, they were on Rough Trade and that was like the jam. So Yeah. So it was mostly singles. Yeah. So I, um, got into the Smiths when I was like a late teenager. I mean, I heard the Smiths, I heard like How Soon Is Now all the time when I was a kid. So when I hear that song, I'm taken back to a very specific time. I don't know. What's the word for that? Like when it brings back a really specific memory when you hear something? It's nostalgia. It's something more specific than nostalgia. Like I'm taken back to like going to swim team practice on a Saturday morning. You're hearing that on the radio in my mom's old car. All right. So That's, whatever that, that says is. it all there. You said it without <laughs> saying whatever the word is. I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. So I went through a Smith's phase when I was a late teen, but I will say it is mostly due to the fact that I loved Brand New and I loved Jesse Lacey and Jesse Lacey was a huge Morrissey fan. Oh, so that's how you got into the Smiths. I mean, I had heard stuff on the radio, but that was how I actually started listening to but stuff. But there's nothing wrong with that. That's a beautiful yeah. thing. That is the beautiful thing yeah. about loving music is because you love bands mm-hmm. and then you find out what bands those bands love like, and you yeah. go back and you yeah. learn And like Jesse Lacey had like a pompadour. That's, that's wonderful. Yeah, Jesse Lacey had a pompadour like Morrissey. I mean, even in their recent tours, they were he had flowers tied to his mic stand like Morrissey, but Jesse Lacey also insufferable in his own way. Yeah, well, I would argue he did some <laughs> worse things, probably. Than have a cat on his head. Yeah. I mean, Morrissey <laughs> says a lot of dumb shit. Yeah. But Morrissey is also a... All he wants is for people to talk about him. So he will say anything. Anything to get people to talk I about I mean, him. this is a guy who's... Uh, I mean, he told you flat out, I'd rather be famous than righteous or holy any day, any day, any day. Mm-hmm. He's been saying this forever. Yeah. He's been an asshole since day one. Oh, yeah, yeah. The myth of, of the Smiths is so tied into Marcy, and I understand that. It's, mm-hmm. He's a larger-than-life character. He's a, one of the greatest front man's, men of all time. He is a, a character. But he's also the reason for their downfall. Well, I mean, not so much. I mean, I, yeah. I guess. I mean, but my my because point... because when I I think that like when you're like that, you can't have a lasting partnership, which was totally with, true. Like, Absolutely. and that's why Johnny Marr was like, "I'm done." Well, my thing that I was going to say is that it's so tied up in the myth of Morrissey that people sometimes tend to forget about Johnny Marr, who was oh, yeah. easily the heart and soul of yeah. that band, and is possibly more important than Morrissey. I would argue yeah. yes. I would argue yes. Yeah. The music. He wrote everything and then kind of gave it to Morrissey for lyrics. Yes, but it, but he's yeah. he is that guitar sound is him. Yeah. It's all Morrissey. This um sorry, Johnny mm-hmm. Moore. The Smiths are like have in, influenced more bands mm-hmm. than, you know, anyone arguably. Mm-hmm. I think. I, and and it, with such a small Yeah. The only reason they're not my favorite band of all time is cuz the discography is too small. There's uh, not enough. There's who's not your enough favorite there. band of all time? R.E.M. Oh, okay. Interesting choice. I didn't know that about you. But but The Queen is Dead is the most perfect album, I believe, of all time. 
Mm. It's my favorite album, number one. Mm-hmm. I once made a list of my five top 500 albums. That was number that one. That sounds like something that I would do. <clears throat> that was number one. Number two yeah. was London Calling by The Clash. Mm. Number That's three cool. was uh, Car Wheels on a Gravel Road by Lucinda Williams. I could keep going. What yeah, else? Yeah, how many? Do you, do you remember what number 469 was? No. Okay. <laughs> I do not. I do not remember what I number once, 469 I was. once cataloged all of my uh, albums that I owned in a notebook. I would write it down and I then I would it. just add to it when I added things. I still do those things. <laughs> I used to, we also used to write down, um, our local radio station had a thing every night called the foremost wanted and it was the foremost requested songs of the day. And I would write it down every single day for multiple years. I love it. And every single time they played certain songs like shimmer by fuel, what date and what time I have a notebook. Head. Head. Is it head? Hand. Fuck. Fuck. (laughs) I have this notebook at my parents' house still. I'm never going to get that right. One of my favorite possessions, but. Does it, so it brings you, it sparks joy. Oh, it sparks joy. It sparks yeah. joy, so you oh, will yeah. keep it, it sparks forever. sparks a hell of a lot of joy. If, if it I, doesn't if spark the, joy, If my shit house burned down, Marie that would Kondo be the thing fucked. that I would take with me. Um, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I said this last week. I talked about it last week because you're we talking about the Beastie Boys, and I was talking about how young people don't care about music, and I, sound, I listened to it back, and I was like, God damn, I sound like such an old, mm-hmm. out-of-touch fart, mm-hmm. but I, I fucking stand, stand by it. it. Yeah. There's no, There's no, like cause for young people to like dig no anymore because no. it's all there so there's no effort no they have there's no effort so they don't get to like write down when their favorite song yes. is on the radio every exactly. single time and what it's, a lost i think that's sad <laughs> i mean i know i'm sound so old. i mean i guess that like 13 year olds have other things like slime they got slime <laughs> But, like, I really think that, like, what I did was a lot cooler than oh, that. I, yeah. I'm positive it was cooler. And, like, also in the same vein, like, we were talking about John Popper last week. We both had encounters with John Popper yeah. when we were in eighth grade. And, like, yeah, those slime funny. kids are not having encounters with people like John Popper, which might be for the best. <laughs> it's probably, to be fair, that probably is for the best. But they're not, like, there's just, I, I mean, I'm not saying that there's no kids who don't love music or care to explore music and actually like pay attention. But I think that music is really just becoming this thing that like is a background. It's all too easy to discover too. Like I, I mean, I went to England for the first time, like sometime around, um, the UK, the UK sometime around, uh, when I was really into the Smiths. And I remember going to this cool record store called FOP, um, that used to exist. FAP? FOP. Like jerking off? No, no. I did not say that. Sorry, I thought you said fap. (laughs) Why is that jerking off? I've never heard that Uh, term before. That's what people call it, fapping. You've never heard that? No. There's like a website called The Fappening. That's like where people, where fucking assholes, I believe this is what it is. And I'm like, I believe this is what it is. I actually don't. I think You haven't gone to it yet. I do actually think this is what it is, and I'm not 100% sure. Mm -hmm. But I think it's when people like uh, break into famous people's phones and put their naked pictures on the internet. Oh. I think. Jeez. Um, Sometimes I teach you a lot of millennialish I stuff. Know, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. It's because I'm, I'm still in this, you. I'm still writing down my favorite songs from the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like an old fart, but at least tape. I know what fapping is. And yeah. what was the other thing I knew recently that you didn't know? I don't remember. Forget it. Anyway. It's okay. Um, yeah, so back to the Smiths, I guess. Uh, I... No, you were oh, saying Fop. you went yeah, to so Fop. Yeah, so I went to Fop and I got like uh, like a bunch of Smiths albums because I don't think I'd really like listen to a lot of them. Um, but the ones that I owned were all compilation albums, <laughs> like like Louder Than Bombs 
Uh, I famously, famously only to myself because I don't think I've ever told anyone about this, but I took a eight hour bus journey from Glasgow to London and I listened to Louder Than Bombs the entire well, time. Is Louder Than Bombs not a proper album? It's not. It's a compilation album. So Hatful of Hollow is an album. No, it's also not one either. One of them is an album. No, they're, they're not studio albums. The only one of them ones... Is. According to the internet, I think the Louder internet, Than Bombs is, is was considered because they needed another album on their contract. Mm-hmm. So I think Louder Than Bombs did put a bunch of. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong about this. I'm not an expert on when this. When I looked it up, I earlier, think that Louder Than Bombs was, was a bunch of singles, but they also recorded new songs for. for yeah, studio it's albums. The Smiths, Meet Is Murder, mm-hmm. Queen Is Dead. The other one and is I think, Strange Ways Here We Come. That's what I was. That's right. Yeah. That's so right. it louder than bombs. Also was eighty. That's right. Strange Ways Here We Come is and the orange Hatful cover. Of Hollow was. Um, right. You're right. That's right. Yeah. I'm wrong. My second favorite band. I didn't even know which was the right fucking. <laughs> so I listen to those a lot. Say that again. Funny. Which so it's, Strange Ways? Okay. Hatful of Hollow. No. No. And what was the other one? Um, louder than bombs louder than is bombs. no. Um, What's but the I orange owned, cover? Louder Than Bombs is the reddish-orange cover um, with, like, the lady's face. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was the album. I'm no, wrong. Strange You're right. Ways no, is I'm the wrong. one. You're yeah, right. was the last one. Um, so I I love The Smiths, but I will say that I think that a lot of their songs sound very similar. Not in a bad way, but, like, I, like they... Like on certain albums, like they sound like they can just kind of blend one into the other. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is a different song, but it sounds kind of like the last one. Um, or sometimes there's one in between, but then two around it sound very similar. You're not you don't want to respond. I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> like Frasier. Um, I think that they have a sound that yeah. created and perfected and that happens maybe sometimes. Yeah. So. I would have to say that my favorite of... I want to guess, but I don't... There's just too many songs. There's too many songs. Well, do you want to try to take a guess? No. I have a couple that I thought of. Um, I feel like you would be more inclined to pick, like... I picked a single. A, uh, I picked well, an obvious yeah, one, and then I picked a couple deep cuts. I would think you not going for, like, the super poppy... Mm-hmm. asks or mm-hmm. like girlfriend in a coma those like quick ones yeah and i don't like the ones that are a little bit like too happy i mean there's uh, that's not totally true but like there's some that are like ask i'm not crazy about people who hate the smiths mm-hmm. by and large are people who know nothing don't understand or know anything about mm-hmm. the smiths they just say they hate them yeah because they and their thing that they always say is it's just like depressing music for depressing people Mm-hmm. And that is so fucking wrong mm-hmm. because he is, listen, you can say what you want about Morrissey. Yeah. He definitely writes these, like some very depressing songs. Mm-hmm. They're always done with a wink. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of his lyrics are fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, exactly. Like, uh, Which is what one of my questions was going to be. What's your favorite Smith's lyric? This I could do or a podcast what, about the Smiths. Yeah, yeah. I would just need to get their discography down correctly yeah. before I started to try to <laughs> be an expert on them. Yeah. Um, and when I say favorite, you could also be most memorable. I would say the greatest opening line mm-hmm. of a song in the history of time mm-hmm. is sweetness, sweetness. I was only joking when I said I want to smash every tooth in your face. <laughs> or mouth. It might good. be every tooth in your mouth. Yeah. But that is so... Yeah. Fucking funny. Yeah. Like, and it's supposed to be funny. 
Yeah, like exactly. That's it's not. Thing, it's, like, in, it's tongue in cheek. And then, like by the same rationale, there's I know it's over. That opens with, oh mother, I can see the soil falling over my face. This is about <laughs> being buried and dead, and that yeah. is and that is yeah. depressing. But it's not. There's like a there's a bounciness to it. Yeah, people just like assume they know what the Smiths are. Yeah, because Morrissey is such a fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> But they don't. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I want to get to those questions. This is just a Smiths podcast. Yeah. I want to get to those questions for you as well. Yeah. But I want to know what you picked as your songs. Um, So my favorite... I, I actually really love How Soon Is Now. And when I think about it, it, other than in the fact that it brings me back to a very specific moment in my life... The craft? That I can't remember... Um, the craft. Isn't that the craft? Isn't that in the craft? Oh mm-hmm. no, it's maybe the charmed theme song. It's some It's t- it might be charmed. 90s yeah, witch I never thing. I never uh watched it. I don't think it's in the craft, but that guitar is amazing in it. That it's just such a craft. specific I don't think so. Maybe it is. I don't know. I've seen the craft a couple of times, but honestly I don't remember. I can't see your mouth, so I can't. Okay. Um, so my favorite of the singles is This Charming Man. Yeah, hands that's down. A gr- amazing Hands song. down. Um, I used to do that at karaoke. Oh, but you did don't you do think the I, accent? You, you think I'm a bad singer? Did you do the so accent? I would I've never, never gone to karaoke with I you. I would never ever. force you to listen to me. Yeah. Yes, of course I did the fucking accent. Yeah, that's good. Um, this one is not a favorite song, but I have a very specific visual for it, which is Morrissey in a white linen shirt and white linen pants, kind of dancing on the beach, doing like a little cha cha. Yeah. And that's for uh, William. It was n- really nothing. That's one of my I favorites. can like so if you can. Just picture William. that. Um, but some of my deep cuts that are our favorites are uh, Girl Afraid and uh, This Night Has Opened My Eyes. Those are great songs. Yeah. Those are great songs. Yeah. I love the Smiths unabashedly. I love everything mm-hmm. about them. Mm-hmm. I love every song they ever put on tape. Mm-hmm. I, love all, I love all four of their studio albums, including the great Louder Than Bombs, which was that right? Is that <laughs> no, wrong? No, no. <laughs> They're proper Strange albums. ways. Strange ways, here we come. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I apparently don't own any of the studio albums. I only owned compilation ones, so. Uh, they're such a great singles band. That's the thing. Yeah. They're a great albums band, but they're just, they're such a great mm-hmm. singles band. I also love Solo Morrissey. I know we'll probably, I'm oh, sure they're I got really songs. into uh, Irish Blood, English Heart. Oh, great song. Yeah, I loved that song. I saw him. I've never seen him. Oh, I've seen him a ton. Yeah. But now I probably won't. I'm bragging. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I saw him. I got to see him not on that tour. It was the album after that. Because that was like mm-hmm. the renaissance. That was yeah, like the that was right when Morrissey was... and Assange. Yeah. And uh, that was like right when I was a late teenager too. Like I was like <coughs> 19, 20 when he was doing probably. that. So that was height of me loving this. And then the next album, and I saw him at the fucking Bowery Ballroom. Mm, nice. He played the Bowery Ballroom. And I watched, I was upstairs. Like, mm-hmm. you know how they have the balcony? Yeah, the Bowery yeah. Ballroom? I was upstairs. And I was right over, like on the gate. So I was the mm-hmm. greatest view I've ever had for anything in my whole life. I cried. It was like amazing. Uh, and I watched him throw, uh, as he does every time, and this always happens, but I never got to see it from the vantage point like this. Mm-hmm. He throws his shirt in the audience, mm-hmm. and then seven people get a hand on it, and they hold it for the whole show. They don't oh, let wow. go. It's like all hands on a hard body. They don't let go. And then at the end of the night, they all walk out together, and they all cut a piece off. 
Whoa. Like nobody gets to have the shirt whole. Yeah. But if you have your hand on it, you get a piece of it. If you hold it the whole show and they hold it the whole fucking show. Oh my God. They got a piece of it. I don't know if I'd want to do that. I love that though. That is just like, they don't make, like maybe they do. Maybe Kanye, I don't know. I don't know. Kanye's not doing anything good. Well, I'm just saying like maybe somebody, like if Beyonce did that, seven people would. I mean, Mm -hmm. maybe maybe Mm -hmm. she would. Beyonce's amazing. I'm not saying anything about Beyonce. Mm Mm-hmm. My favorite Smith song is I Know It's Over, which I said earlier, I mentioned earlier. It's just the most Smithsy Smith song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. It's so stupid mm-hmm. <laughs> and like overwrought. Mm-hmm. And it's like everything ticks all my boxes. If I was picking, it's not a single. If I was picking a single, uh, I love Girlfriend in a Coma. I love William, it was really nothing. Uh, this Charming Man is so good. I mean, mm-hmm. I could just keep going on. Yeah. I mean, I like every fucking song they have. Yeah. I'm sure the Smiths will come up again from this show. I hope so. Yeah, because then we can talk about them again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're great. And, you know, in light of Morrissey's recent actions mm-hmm. and his comments, uh, he's a provocateur. Like, hmm I think a lot of people would be like, you shouldn't listen to Morrissey anymore. Like, you, you, you can't separate the art from the artist. You shouldn't listen to him. He's obviously like a right-wing lunatic now, and you got to hate him. Mm-hmm. And then they'll say, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Look, I, will, I would never listen to R. Kelly because of the things no. R. Kelly has done yeah. outside of his career in music. But I'll yeah. still listen to fucking. I don't know. Is that hypocritical? It might be. I mean, what has Morrissey said exactly? He just says a lot of dumb shit. He says yeah. a lot of like, I think he might have said like some kind of Nazi-ish shit at oh, one point. Oh, yeah. I try not to pay attention to it because like I don't, I can't, I don't want to know. Yeah, well that's kind of like how I feel now is that I just like, oh, I think Morrissey's kind of an asshole. So that's why I haven't listened to The Smiths as much in a while. Right. Um, and I also, <clears throat> like I know people who have gone to see him in the last five years and I haven't really been interested in it. Um, totally fine. That's a, yeah. that's your. That's and I've your never deal. seen him play live, and obviously didn't see the Smiths because I was not. Um, no, none of us did. I, would, I, would go I used see to go to. We used to go to a dance night when I was in college um, in DC at the Black Cat, which is part owned by Dave Grohl, mm-hmm. um, called the Smiths versus the Cure. I was always on the Smiths side. Not a big Cure fan. Mm-hmm. I like a couple Cure songs a lot, but I was never like super into them. The Cure are my third favorite band. <laughs> So you they you would be the Smith side obviously because you're, you're your uh, second there are band. days when those flip. Mm. It's it's evol- ever evolving. Mm-hmm. Your favorite things. Evolve. They had a really good uh, cartoon drawing on the flyers of Morrissey and Robert Smith in a wrestling ring. They hate each other. Yeah. When I was in a sketch group, I used to do a sketch called the Robert Smith Talk Show, mm-hmm. and I played Robert Smith. And Michael Gorman played Morrissey mm-hmm. as my sidekick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In that universe, they were friends. Yeah, that's the only universe where they were friends. And then Sarah I mean, Morrissey Walker. Morrissey seems like he doesn't want to be friends with anyone. Yeah, they hate each other. And then Sarah Walker played the announcer, uh, Susie Sue, <laughs> who also Morrissey hates. Yeah. Like, so he calls her a dragon in his autobiography, which is a wow. phenomenal read. If you haven't read it. I it's haven't read so it. It's so funny. It's so bitchy and fun and wonderful. He hates her too. He is very good friends with Chrissy Hine from The Pretenders. Oh, so one person. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Is she also vegetarian? 
I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. I, I have know. a feeling that he'd be the kind of guy who like would not want to speak to anyone who eats meat. That's a big part of well, he will, yeah. he like won't play venues unless they agree to like go meatless for the night. Do you want to hear my Paul McCartney vegetarian story? I can't believe we're still talking about the Smiths. Yeah, I told you it was going to be a while. It's been 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, do you want to hear my Paul McCartney vegetarian story? I would love to hear it. So when I was 19, same time I was living in London, I was interning at this gallery. London, England? London, England, right. UK, Great Britain. Because there's the also time. London, Ontario, so I wasn't sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. If we're talking li- about... I don't remember if you're living in England or, or Ontario. Okay. Yeah, I've never been to Ontario. So oh, well, now <laughs> so I know. We, For the future, now yeah, I'll know. For future reference. Um, so... We had an exhibition of photographs of Paul McCartney, and he was coming to the opening with Heather Mills, who he was dating at the time. One leg. Yeah, she of one leg. Um, and he uh, is famously vegetarian because of his uh, first wife, Linda McCartney, who I have a deep love of. Oh, wait, no. Did she have one leg? No. No. Uh, Heather dead. Mills had... Yeah, Linda McCartney died from breast cancer. cancer. Um, they deeply loved each other. Right, And yes. then it was very sad. Um And she was famously vegetarian and turned him into a vegetarian, and he's still vegetarian to this day. And so his people came to the gallery during the day to make sure everything was okay. And we, um, a bunch of us had just gone to get food because we had, like, had a really crazy, hectic day. And we went to, like, the Burger King that was up the street. And this was when I was like counting out my pennies. Like I was, I had like no money. I wasn't earning money while I was there. So I was like choosing to have like a fancy Starbucks coffee for lunch and not food and stuff like that. I was 19. Um, So I didn't get a veggie burger at Burger King because it was more expensive. I got a regular burger and so did someone else that I was with, like another intern And so we went back to the gallery and we're eating them. And this person, this like assistant person was like, oh, Paul's not going to like that. He wasn't coming for four hours. So we had to go eat our burgers in the bathroom. Even though he wasn't even there. He wasn't even there. He wasn't even there. Like he would know that it happened. Yeah, exactly. And so then he arrived later. I got to... Yeah, yeah, he would have smelled it. He's like, burgers are also. I feel like people eating burgers around here. That's my (laughs) phone card. It's a pretty good Paul McCartney. So he arrived later. Somebody eating burgers right now. I can't stay here if anyone was eating a burger. He arrived later with Heather Mills with a margarita in hand as Great. he got out of a Fabulous. car. And it was in a plastic glass, a plastic margarita glass. And I got to stand a foot away from him and just bask in his presence. And then I took the glass when he left it. So That's I still amazing. have the margarita glass that Paul McCartney drank out of in 2004. When I worked at SNL, Adrian, who does not care about the Beatles in the slightest bit at all, mm-hmm. literally, we were watching the show from one of the like the offices up top mm-hmm. on a Saturday, and she walked out of a door and bumped right into him. Oh wow! And it like she was like she knew it was cool, but yeah, it wasn't, yeah. like, she just wasn't like a big thing. Yeah, Fuck, that was so cool. That's so cool. <laughs> <clears throat> Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Famous vegetarian. Famous vegetarian. Uh, like, like Morrissey, famous like vegetarian. Like Morrissey, very famous vegetarian. Mm-hmm. All so right, yeah. well, that's the yeah. episode, guys. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the Degrassi Every Episode of a Marathon podcast. Yeah. Oh, wait, we have a whole show to talk about. <laughs> With the new setup, we got the show going. We are almost through two runs round. through it. <laughs> Okay, so this episode. So that was a great discussion about the Smiths. Yeah. I'm glad that we talked about the Smiths for 25 minutes. Well, you know what? 
people will be fine with it. And I'm excited for the next episode that has a Smith title, so we can talk about it them for another All 25 minutes. All men have secrets, and here is mine. Let it be known. <laughs> so we start off this episode with Paige uh, seeing the counselor at school, I guess. Paige uh, Michael Chuck. Paige Michael Chuck. You know how we keep talking about how we're watching, and we as we every episode we see Manny, she seems to like grow up before our eyes. Mm-hmm. Did you feel, I felt like Paige seemed like such like a kid in this episode. Like she felt like much really? younger to me in this episode. I didn't Maybe it was like because she was being nice <laughs> often to people, but like she looked like, like she was like standing next to JT and they looked mm-hmm. like equals. Whereas mm-hmm. like, I feel like last season, when did they mm-hmm. go on the, the date? Is that last season or this season? It's last season. No, it was Either earlier way, this season. Earlier yeah. this season. I feel like... But she I, was, like, wearing a ton of makeup and stuff. Yeah, and maybe like the, she felt like a, a whole different universe from JT. Yeah. She's got some really good uh, bra- mini braids and lower lid eyeliner going on in this in episode. In this episode. She yeah. just felt like a contemporary of JT's. Maybe JT is growing up. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. But, yes, it starts on page in... A, it's Yeah, it, the she's, seeing, she's seeing the counselor, and she's, like, stop blaming herself for what happened with Dean, Dylan, Dean yeah, we're back on the rapes. The, yeah, the we're back. We're back, we're back to, to date rape. Yeah, back to this date rape. This is an episode, before we even get into it, <laughs> I like to refer to these episodes as heavy bones. Mm-hmm. This is a heavy, heavy bones episode. Mm-hmm. A lot of heavy topics. Not mm-hmm. a lot of comedy is going to be mine from this one, I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, heavy bones. <clears throat> heavy bones. It's funny, though, because I didn't feel like, I mean, I, I know we'll get there, but I didn't feel like this... Just dropped a bunch of Went coins there out of my extremely, pocket. Like it was heavy, heavy content, but it didn't. I'm not even going to talk. Yeah. I'll, we'll wait we'll until there. you get we'll into get this there. because if you fucking give this less of a go there than the time Craig Joy rode the car, I'm jumping out this window. <laughs> no, I didn't give it a one. So don't no, worry. You gave that a 4.5. <laughs> we discovered it last week. You gave yeah. it up almost a 50%. Anyway. Yes. So th- we're back on what happened to Paige. Um, and many, she kind of, she, many, many French fries, many, many French fries. So she, um, feels, she stopped blaming herself for what happened and she feels pretty good about, um, uh, the whole scenario and suddenly is like, I don't need to go to therapy anymore, which is fast. Because yeah. this was literally like weeks ago that this happened. Well, so um, that we know of. I mean, we don't really know how fast the day. The well, it's definitely going. I'm pretty sure we're going like in school years. So like, well, this I is going to be imagine. the end of the school year because she asked Spinner to go to the end of the year dance. Yeah, yeah. So it was like earlier this school year. Um, I mean, that's plenty of time to get over a rape, Rachel. <laughs> Trauma is deep. Trauma no, she, is but like, I, but we get to, there very yeah. much, very quickly, very quickly where she yeah. realizes, because, oh, Because, I mean, I've had this the same thing, and it's like, oh, I'm totally over this. And then you're like, oh, I have to see that person? Wait, no, I'm not over well, yeah, it at all. Well, yeah, she says, like, point blank, she says, I'm over this. Yeah, and she's like, just suddenly <laughs> seems very much better. Um, but then she um, has crazy Dean, Deanland flashbacks. Well, what happens is there's going to be a, a, she says she's over it. There's going to be a basketball tournament at mm-hmm. the school mm-hmm. and she finds out that his team is going to be playing in that basketball. Yeah. Tournament. So he's going to be there. The second she finds that out, she goes, oh shit, I don't think I am over this. It was yeah. a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. And then she starts having really great flashbacks of Dean doing it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you think they're great, they were pretty disturbing. <laughs> I thought I found them not like, I didn't think they were too great. He was like bathed in blue light. 
and mm-hmm. like ugh, like looking like yeah. this. Yeah, it was very creepy. Like he was bearing down. It was not fun. I did not like it. Paige after right after the she meets with the guidance counselor is so sweet to JT. Mm-hmm. And JT's like, and JT's you didn't call me really a midget sweet. or yeah. a dork. And they were like, real, I was like, oh, I like, yeah. I, I'm shipping them as a friendship. Yeah. I don't want them to date. That would yeah. be gross. Shipping them as a friendship. But I'm very much wanting them to be friends. Yeah. So uh, she finds out he's coming to the school and then goes back to the guidance counselor inquiring what it would take to press charges. Against him. Against him. Mm-hmm. And the guidance counselor sort of like lays out like, how fucking miserable this system is and mm-hmm. how awful, uh, I guess, I was going to say our country, but this is Canada, how awful any... Uh, Trying to prosecute a rapist is for anybody. Mm-hmm. It's just futile and sad and depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, she decides then she's not going to do it. Yeah. She changes her mind later, but at that moment she's like, like well, nope. I don't have any evidence. Yeah, so what am I going to do? Um, <clears throat> My word against his. So uh, Paige, like, d- isn't sure she wants to, like, perform with the Spirit Squad for this game because she doesn't want to see him. And then she kind of decides like, no, I can do it. It's like this whole back and forth. And then, uh, the school bus arrives with the kids from the other school and Dean Lynn walks out and the fuck is he calling her spirit? Because he doesn't even know her fucking name. Oh, he calls her spirit, like spirit Spirit squad. I am not even fucking kidding you. I thought he was calling her spear. Mm hmm. And it was like a reference to Britney Spears. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. He was calling yeah. her Spirit. He was calling her Spirit because he doesn't even know his name. And I feel like they purposely made him look creepier and made him m- more of an asshole than he was in the original episode. Like, he was like, oh, we had fun. Like, you can't say that we didn't have fun. It was he's like, got, he, like a room of people saw, saw a girl come in who wanted yeah. to do it. Yeah. And she did or something. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what, Paige? You want evidence? Fucking wear a wire. Yeah, Because he wants to talk about it. He's proud of it. Exactly. And, like, he has really weird sideburns, too. I don't know. Yeah, he looks like, uh, how do you talk to an angel? Remember? Who's that? The Heights. Remember that show, The Heights? You're too young. No. It was like a 90210. Jamie Walters? You don't know Jamie Walters? No. It looks like Jamie Walters, though. Yeah. Whoever that is. He was on The Heights. TV show The Heights. Oh, okay. How do you talk to an angel? How do you hold it close to where you are? Mm-hmm. Beautiful song. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. So, yeah. <laughs> so, like Dean try Lynn. to catch a falling star. Dean Lynn. Dean Lynn. Dean Lynn, Declan, <laughs> Dean Lynn. Yeah, Dean Lynn. So, he's playing, be- so he, yeah, he keeps calling her Britney Spears. Yeah. I really thought he was calling her Britney Spears. Spears. Because she kind of looks a little bit like Britney. Like, she's got a Britney yeah, Spears thing going. I can see going. it. I can see it. At the time. Yeah, so uh, she kind of gets mad about it, but also kind of decides to, like, just go on with things, and she's going to perform with the Spirit Squad. And Hazel is very, like, a good friend in this. And yeah. And she's very, like, are you okay? What's going on? Yeah. But she does do one thing that's yeah. a little suspicious. She... Essentially, she doesn't tell Spinner what happened, but she does, like, imply what happened. To her, in her defense, 
But I also, she was trying to defend Paige. Exactly. And so it wasn't like... Exactly. And she didn't say, hey, Dean Lynn raped Paige. Raped Spirit. Sorry. We should call them by their real names. Dean, Dean Lynn, Lynn and, and Spirit. Spirit. Right. Of course, <laughs> classic characters, Dean Lynn and Spirit. <laughs> no, she was... I get the desire, because basically Spinner and Paige were dating at the time. And so Spinner thinks and, that Well, he, when we say dating, like, Spinner asked her on a date. Well, he they said she really, broke up with me. They weren't really together, per se. I never I mean, understand how this dating works I don't Canada. know. It's these Canadian kids. dating is weird. Yeah. These kids and their dating. So he says, he's basically lamenting the fact that she slept with this other guy and, and it pisses Hazel off. And I understand Hazel wanting to be like, dude, she's fucking like raped. She, he mm-hmm. doesn't, she doesn't say that. Yeah. She's basically like, she just well, what if was... she said no? And, yeah. he, and Spinner didn't believe her. Yeah. Which is crazy. But also like Spinner's been rolling around with the story for like months now. Like that's kind of what he's just like accepted as the truth. So like, why would it be different? The only that? one she said no to was me. <laughs> oh fucking woe is me, Spinner! You fucking dork. Um, Spinner who showed everyone in the school his butt last year. He showed them his asshole. Yeah, his he entire, really went real yeah, deep. Yeah, he went deep. deep. He went deep. Yeah, he went deep. Because every episode we have, we say it's deep. Deep. Because I always say deep. I say deep a lot anyway. So yeah, it makes sense. So the squad needs Paige. <clears throat> um. And she sees Dean Lynn talking to Manny. Well, she's going to leave. She's like, I'm not, you know what? I can't handle it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get out of here. Yeah. And then. And then she sees Dean talking to Manny. Mm -hmm. And she's like, she kind of realizes like, oh, fuck. Like, I need to tell Manny to stay away from him. Right. Um, And kind of realizing like what exactly pressing charges would mean. Like, and what that would mean as far as like helping other people. Mm -hmm. Um. And, you know, it's not, obviously it's not right for everyone to press charges in these kinds of scenarios, but like if it's right and if you can help other people, then it can be a good thing. And it does seem like she does decide she's going to press charges. We got to go back to something else. Mm-hmm. But before that, she, she does tell the guidance counselor she's going to press charges and she's sort of, I think has wrapped her head mm-hmm. around the fact that she's not going to win this case. Yeah. But, but I think that that's this whole Manny thing kind of helps her realize this. And then she says something to Manny about Dean not really being a nice guy. And Manny does what so many girls do, which is like, well, this guy's interested in me. So why am I going to listen to this girl who's just jealous? And it's like so childish. It's childish. And I'm not being like, oh, Paige ripped what she saw because she didn't. But Paige is also like an asshole to everybody all the time. Yeah. So I do understand Manny being like, oh, she's just being an asshole yeah. like she always But she's is. also like on Spirit Squad with Paige and knows her much better than she knows this guy and doesn't know what happened between Paige and her and the fact that like it's 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 childish but it's something that happens a lot but it's like the fact that she's like willing to like not believe Paige at all because of this guy giving her attention. Well, is, the interesting ugh. thing is she's also a child. So yeah. yeah. Child children are yeah. are often childish. Yeah. I know. Um so uh so yeah, I feel like Paige is more like, I just she says I just want to scare him mm-hmm. so bad that he can't do he would never think of doing this again. Mm-hmm. So her intentions are good. I don't think she expects that she's going to get revenge or vengeance. Yeah, but if it makes him go, oh fuck. Yeah, I just hope it rips his whole life apart. You know. Yeah. Like Brett Kavanaugh, whose whole life was ripped apart, and then he got put on the Supreme Court. 
Mm-hmm. That's my favorite thing. Oh, they ruined this man's life. Uh, no, no, actually, they yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. He's the, a judge in the highest court on the, in the land, mm-hmm. Rachel. Mm-hmm. The Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, don't <clears throat> get me wrong. I've got that anger within me, but I just can't be that angry all the time. Yeah. It's, it's painful. Like, yeah. I need, my body needs a break. Yeah. It's a lot of anger. So Spinner doesn't believe her. No. Manny doesn't believe her. But then finally, so, oh, but I'm, I'm missing, like, the greatest part, yeah. which is that, like, she essentially tells JT... And That's what I was getting at. After she's run out at the game, and JT like goes back in and tries to fight Deanlin, which is amazing. JT believes her immediately without any questions asked. It's been blue light. JT doesn't ask any questions. She says he's uh, Bardell's resident sports hero and rapist. JT needs to hear nothing else. Yeah. JT's fucking great. Oh, yeah. I'm starting to really love JT. And not even because he went to try to fight him, just because he never questioned it. Mm -hmm. He never thought for one second she's lying. Nope. He went, oh, I'm going to go in there and I'm not even going to take my hand, my Muppet hands off. I'm just going to leave him on (laughs) to try to fight this guy. Little, he's in his his mascot costume. Yeah. And he does. He tries to fight him in the middle of the basketball game. The guy's like taking a shot. JT runs up to him and starts pushing him. Mm-hmm. It was fucking great. Oh right? My. It was so good. It was so good. And then Spinner sees this and knows that that must have happened to Paige. Mm-hmm. Um, and suddenly like believes her and kind of tells her as much. Um, One thing I, I mean, Paige doesn't know anybody, any explanation. No. She, she doesn't. Absolutely not. I mean, the one thing I will say in Spinner's defense is that, like, and it's also, like, not in his defense because he also could have asked her, but, like, Paige never told, like, he's just hearing hearsay shit. Yeah. So that's why he's, like, I think reluctant to believe it because he doesn't know. He's never heard from anybody what's yeah. the real story. Yeah. Well, it's also, <clears throat> like, Paige rejected him for Dean. So of course Dean he's going to be Dean Lynn. So of course he's going to be upset about that and think that clearly like, right. You know, she wanted that. And it's like, I think it's more like the rejection feelings right. than it's anything like totally like really believed or anything like that. At the beginning when Paige was like in a good mood, like mm-hmm. right after the mm-hmm. first therapy session and she was like super nice to JT. Mm-hmm. She was also really nice to Spinner and she said, love the roots about his Yeah, hair. Yeah. <laughs> He had great, great growing in roots. By the way, I think I have a new, I think uh, Sean is being usurped by someone else as my new least favorite character. Oh. We'll get into it later. Okay. Uh, so, so Spinner does uh, confront her, not confront her, Spinner goes up to her and says, something did happen and I realize that now, whatever. And then, but he really does hashtag not all men her. Yes. He was like, (laughs) not all of us are like that. But I also understand. It's like, it's sweet though. It's It's really sweet. It's It's not not like. It's not aggressive hashtag (laughs) not all men, but it's still not all men. Not all men. It's not like the men who are angry about this Gillette commercial. Oh my God, they're so mad. Like, thank God I don't have to see that stuff. Uh, They're so mad. So I saw, it's a perfect example. I saw one tweet. Some fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. I don't even, he like wasn't even like a famous person, but he, or like a famous conservative. He was just a guy and people just like jumped on it and it be, yeah. went sort of viral. He was like, basically the gist of it was like, 
you can't tell men not to be men, right? That was mm-hmm. like his thing. But he also goes, if you ask my wife, her and I have a complete equal partnership. But when decisions need to be made, they come down to me. I make the decisions. Literally, those were the two sentences. So that's not equal then. No. Yeah. He comp- not equal and everyone at all. was like, clearly you misunderstood the what the meaning of the word equal. Yeah. Everybody was jumping on him. No. I like oh I have like this one group of friends who like did a um that that are just like into female butt empowerment oh. for <laughs> lack of a better I term. We were gonna talk about people but who then are into butt stuff. One of them who's married keeps like kind of saying things about like letting letting her husband decide things and I'm like, Oh no, 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 honey. Yeah. Like why are we in the same group somehow? <laughs> What decide what? Like what to eat for dinner one night? That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Like you <clears throat> you can take turns on choices, but like yeah, yeah, if you're yeah, leaving yeah. major life decisions up to your husband to have the final say, it's like, nah. Uh, if that was the case in my marriage, mm-hmm. oof, we'd be in a lot of trouble. Really? If I had to make the final decision, yeah, you, things, nothing oh, would get done. Boy, oh boy. That would take forever. <laughs> you kidding me? Oh, mm-hmm. goodness. Thank God we don't do that. Yeah. Right, Adrian? She's, not, she's got headphones on. Um, so, so there's a sweet spinner page moment where he's not working the calf at the end of the episode, uh, yeah. and His he bag, gets her sandwich in a, bag. a sandwich in a bag, and they walk together. And then I keep thinking they're gonna Linda Shiler Stephen Stone, and then yeah, they wait like, like so did a I. minute too long, and then they finally don't. You know <laughs> what I noticed? This is go digging yeah. so deep. Yeah. So what I noticed is the Linda Shiler Stephen Stones. So for a while, her eyes are down. And I'm like, they're not gonna do it until her eyes like, and then her eyes come up, and they Linda Shiler's like, yeah, she has yeah. to be looking. You have to yeah. see their eyes. But it, it felt be. like it was just too late in the, the whole thing. I was Basically, like, she hmm. asked him to go to the dance. Yeah. at the end. So they're at gonna the end be of the year. Adorable. Um, thing. Yeah. So they're they're maybe together now, which is sweet. Paige, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is a lot to deal with for a young person, mm-hmm. and I think she's dealing with it. As well, I mean, no, there's no right way to deal with it, but she's doing a good job. I mean, she's working dealing on with it a hell of a lot better than most people would, yeah. who wouldn't even go to see a therapist yeah. at all and talk about it. Which honestly is probably what you need to do because it's traumatic. She's talked about it with her mom, Mrs. Michael Chuck. Yeah, I can't imagine talking about something like that with my mom when I was Mrs. in ninth grade, Mrs. Ignyowski. The Michael Chuck Ignyowski. <laughs> Connection. Wow, that would be a Band hell name. of a hyphenated last name. Michael Chuck Ignyowski. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> my dad's name is Michael, so his name would be Michael Michael Chuck Ignyowski. <laughs> Michael Michael Chuck. <laughs> it would be funny if your last name was Michael Chuck and you had a boy and you named that boy Michael Charles Michael Chuck, and he could be Michael, <laughs> Michael Chuck, Chuck Michael, Michael Chuck. Chuck. Oh my God. I was going to be named Nicole until my parents thought that people would call me Nikki Icky. So they didn't name me Nicole. Nikki Icky? Nikki Icky. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So I would have been Nicole. Can you imagine me as a Nicole? Mm, No. I can't. No. I don't think I'm a Nicole. You're not nearly as fun enough to be a Nicole. (laughs) Too dour. (laughs) Just a dour Rachel. No, I would say so. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, One. Two, three. B story. 
This is a sad, did you, sad B story. Did you notice that I wore an outfit specifically? I mean, ignore the scarf, but this outfit is a homage to the minimalist commercial that they. Oh my god, the Calvin Klein ass commercial <laughs> yes, they made. Yes, that's what I called it too, the Calvin Klein commercial. <laughs> Oh my god! I literally wrote down when we got to the beginning of the beast, or I was like, "Oh god, back to this Ellie Beard shit." <laughs> I am not into this story at all. No, I am decidedly not into this, it. This, you know, Marco hasn't come out as gay totally. So they're still pre- parading they're still around pretending like their boyfriend and everyone's and like, "You guys are so cute together." And he brings oh. her eggplant parmigiana and like this idiot Ashley's like, "You guys have the best relationship with anyone I've ever seen." Her and then Craig says stupid. something like that too. Your like, love is an inspiration or some bullshit. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here! Are you kidding me? It's you don't crazy. see. You can't tell from a mile yeah. away what's so, going on here. So I guess again for media immersion, because God knows what they do in this class. They have now to they're be- also learning. About like ads, they're making fake products, marketing, and Marco and Ellie make this perfume called Duet because it's for him or for her. Um, and they have to make a commercial for it, gender neutral or gender neutral. It's for them. (coughs) Pat's got a cold. I have had this cough since uh, New Year's Eve, yeah. So you're never gonna get better. This is your this is gonna kill you. I went to the doctor last week, they gave me medicine, and I'm not, and I have to go to the doctor again tomorrow. You probably have tuberculosis, right? I gotta go to the doctor tomorrow because they so I went so I went last week to get this Mm -hmm. cold checked out, Mm -hmm. and I went the day after we recorded our podcast, and I drank, you know, basically a bottle of wine, yeah, yeah. So then I go to the doctor to get a checkup, and he's like, Well, you know. You haven't had blood work done in, in a while, so maybe we should do that. And I was like, okay. And they took my fucking blood. I'm going to go there tomorrow. I'm going to have liver enzymes to the roof because I drank a bottle, bottle of wine, wine recording yeah. the goddamn podcast. Yep. <sighs> Sorry. No, That's it's not your fault. It's a long time for them to get back to you on that blood work. I normally get stuff the next day. He makes you come in. Why? Because he, he wants, wants to, to like, scold sit you? with you and talk yeah. to you. Yeah, he's kind of a bit of a thing. Maybe you should go to a different doctor. No, I like him. <laughs> You like being scolded? It's like Catholic upbringing. Uh, it's not that I even really like him. It's just this is the first time in my adult life I've gone to the same doctor more than once. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I got a thing now. Yeah, yeah. You got to you know, keep I'm going. S- I'm, I'm set with this guy. Yeah. Usually you just like go to whatever doctor's closest. Now yeah. I'm just going to the same guy. So it's been pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, Ellie. Ellie's look is all off in this episode to me. Yeah. I, she's got like crimped hair, but it doesn't look good. Something about everything is off. You know, I think it's on, you know, I think it's actually on purpose. I think that we're learning here. Ellie's very uncomfortable in this role of beard. Yeah. And so she's pulling back mm-hmm. with like her sort of appearance and her look. Cause her look is her thing. Yes. And she's very just normal here. I mean, she's really not that normal. No, she's <laughs> no. not? No. She still has, like, many earrings and her crazy British shirt and, like, so many other little things. I guess I'm wrong. But she doesn't... I don't think she looks her best. What do you think I was more wrong about? Ellie's clothes or the uh, Smith's studio <laughs> Smith, albums? Smith studio <laughs> albums, hands down. Um... Yeah, so they have to make this perfume commercial, and their original take on it is, like, flaming, <laughs> very flamboyant, and... Well, yeah. <laughs> and it's colorful. It's going to be a Bollywood. And Heather Sinclair is supposed to be there, but she's not there, so Ellie has to stand in for her while they Oh, is shooting. that what this yeah. Heather Sinclair wasn't? So now it's not just Paige. Now yeah. other people have talked about Heather Sinclair. Yeah. I didn't hear that. Um, no, other people have mentioned her, too. Um 
I can't remember who else, though. Um, so Ellie's like a stand-in for Heather Sinclair, and then she and Marco are really close, and she kisses him and then has to walk away uncomfortably. Well, she kisses him because she's, like, feeling the moment. Right? Yeah. Because, yeah. okay, now, <clears throat> I'm sorry. What I was a little bit unclear of, mm-hmm. I thought Marco definitively told him her, sorry, fuck. Him, her, what? Told her he Them. was gay mm-hmm. and wasn't ready to come out. Could she, like, be his beard? He, I thought he said he wasn't sure. Right, because here, that's where it is. Yeah. Because here, Ellie's, like, so, it looks like Ellie's trying to get him to not be gay. Yeah. And kiss him on the mouth. Yeah. Right. And then she realizes that he doesn't have those feelings for her and runs off and then comes back the next day with a whole new idea for the commercial, which is like a Calvin Klein ad from the 90s, very minimalist, as uh, Marco said, who died? (laughs) Yeah. Marco can't get through the lines without laughing. Yeah. He's like standing on a ladder dressed in black with sunglasses. More tiny sunglasses. Yeah, more tiny sunglasses. But at least for this, it made sense. Yeah. And then, yeah, <coughs> and he's just not feeling it. Yeah. But he trusts her because she's the director. Yeah. So then, uh, Ellie's definitely getting a raw deal here. Like, it's not fair to Ellie. No. But then she's like, he's like, I can't be what you want me to be, meaning I can't be your boyfriend. And she says, you can't or, or you, you won't. won't. Yeah. That seems a little bit like you got to figure out. I guess they're young. Yeah. I don't know. He can't be. He's gay. He tells her he's gay. So I guess they break up at the end. They're going to just be friends. And that's it, yeah. But he's going to come they got out. A, they got a lot of close-ups on his tiny little soul patch, There too. was a lot of close-ups in this episode. Yeah. Did you notice that? It was that? a lot of people's faces very close-up yeah, in a way I did fight? not need to see. Yeah. And during the spin, I also like how they refer to JT just as the mascot. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That is true. They do. Mm-hmm. J- yeah, that B story. Sucked. We're done with it already? <laughs> that was it, really. Other than <laughs> I loved the um, the minimalist commercial. The most succinct way to put it is, Ellie's being a beard for Marco. She doesn't want to be a beard anymore. The end. So who's your least favorite character now? Ashley. Oh, really? I can't stand Ashley. That's so funny. She, like, walks into a scene and, like, sucks the air out of it for me a little bit. <laughs> like, she's barely even in this episode, yeah. but the few times that she is, she, like, will walk into a moment and I'll be like, ugh, I want to get, I want this to be over. Yeah. And it's, it's, a lot of it has to do with, like, where she, I hate the poems and the fucking songs <laughs> and wanna. the whole thing. I just feel, I'm just, I'm an adult mm-hmm, and I don't mm-hmm. have time for it. It's like last week when Emma and I was, and we were, I liked Emma last week, but the idea that like Principal Radich like had to put up with that shit when he was Mm -hmm. just like, get me the fuck. I just want to go home and have a beer. Yeah. So I feel like that about Ashley. Ashley comes in and it's always fraught and like there's a lot of heavy things going on. Yeah. And everything is like, like it was so much meaning in everything she says. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I know next week we're going to be dealing a lot with Ashley. So we'll see how I feel. Yeah. I think when she's the in charge of a scene, it's a little bit different than when she's just in it for a second. But I don't know. She was in charge of that scene where she was singing at Jimmy. I mean, I I'm a little bit like I'm a little bit like Ashley, so I feel like no, just you like, were a like Ashley when you were young. I'm sure. Yeah, you are not like Ashley now. You would write like poems and things. No, I don't write poems anymore. I know. Even if you did, they would be better than yeah. Ashley. But adult Ashley doesn't write poems anymore either. I'm sure. We don't know. I would love to see. Where they where, where they are they now are as a, as adults. I think that one of the against. one of the next class ones had like a reunion, and some mm. of them came back and they had stories for them. I'd like to see what they're sorry for. 
mm-hmm. you know, what they're mm-hmm. against, mm-hmm. what projects they've been working on. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley probably wrote a book of poems. Yeah, she probably did. So uh, I just feel like Ellie's look was very off in this episode to me. I'm looking at the TV. I'm doing yeah. what you did those weeks ago. Look at, look at Marco's tiny soul patch, though. Ellie's eyebrows are... There's makeup in them? Look at that tiny soul patch. <coughs> What's happening with Ashley's eyebrows? Ellie's eyebrows. Um, there's like red in them. But like yeah, I know her eyebrows are probably partly drawn red. on a little bit because gotcha. they're probably very pale. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, we all put shit on our eyebrows to make them look like how we want them to look. Ellie's good, though. I like Ellie. She got a raw deal with this Marco shit. She really did. Um, I feel like she has a raw deal with a lot of relationships, but I don't remember all of them that happen. We'll get into it. I I'm can't sure. wait. I can't I wait to de- deep, <laughs> yeah. get more deep, deep into deep these. Deep dive guys. into it. So, Rachel. Yes. Oh, we so let me say. We Stephen Stone. We Linda Shadow Stephen Stone. Um, I didn't. There weren't really strong contenders for an MVO for this episode. Most valuable outfit. Yeah. But the closest one is Marco in the minimalist commercial. Yeah, but that's a that's like a costume. But it's like a costume, unfortunately. But that's just <clears throat> I don't know. I just felt like it really it, there weren't there weren't good things. So maybe next week. Okay. So Rachel, mm-hmm. on a scale of one to ten, mm-hmm. with one being the least that it could possibly go there, mm-hmm. and 10 being the heights of go thereiness. Mm-hmm. Where do you feel like how soon is now, question mark, mm-hmm. went there? So you made me rethink a little bit. I think I might go up a tiny bit. I got to know what you were going to give it. I was going to give it a five. Oh, my God. Because this <clears throat> isn't... This isn't an episode. I don't feel like that it went there in the way that you think it went there. I think that the date rape ep- date rape episode went there. This was more of like a milder. And if we're gonna like say that that was like a seven or an eight, because I, I don't think I said it was even like a ten. I think I said it was like don't yeah. So then I'm like, well, then it's a five this episode. But well, can then I mean, make say- me think that maybe it should be a six? But I, I don't know. I, like I think that I want to say that last yeah. week. Yeah, I just want to point this out because yeah. I pay attention to that podcast that we do. Mm-hmm. Last week, you told me, you sat here with a straight face. You looked at me, you told the, the broomheads yeah. that last week's episode was a four because it was dealing with economic disparity. <laughs> yeah. That's what you told me. Yeah. That, that was a very heavy issue the way they dealt with economic disparity <laughs> on that episode. And you were going to give this episode a five because you think date rape immediately is higher than that. Yeah, but this isn't the date rape episode. This is the it's trauma the episode. It's watching yeah. her think she's better than yeah. spiral again. It's like yeah. the relapse. Yeah. It's all of that. You're seeing all that. Yeah. Plus, you're dealing with gay stuff coming out and, 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 and yeah, like not feeling comfortable with, with yourself. It. Yeah. That doesn't mean it goes there less yeah. because you did it already. I don't know. I disagree. All right. You're going to say a five. I mean, I was going to I was gonna raise it to a six. Man, I'm, I'm a, a good thing they didn't talk about the economic disparity. Because you still Spinner, don't think that stealing Spinner a car buy, is going there. They didn't there, steal so. a car. They didn't steal a car. They did steal they a did car. They did not steal a car. They drove a car and brought it back. Yeah, but it wasn't there. They didn't own that car. They That's stealing a they car. They didn't steal it because they didn't take it and keep it. It's not stealing it. It's borrowing Well, then did, it. <laughs> is that what Spinner did with Jimmy's iPod last week? His weekend? intentions. No, mm-hmm. I see he didn't steal it because he gave it back to him. Mm-hmm. His intentions were to steal it and get rid of it. Their intention with the car was never to take it and keep it. It was to drive it around the block and bring it back. 
That there, it's it lies yeah. in the intention. All right, Mr. Lawyer Pat. Spinner intended to take that iPod <laughs> and sell it so he could buy a triple five soul hoodie for 125 loonies. I called yeah. it 125 Canadian. It was last 120. Week, and listening back, yeah. I was so mad that I didn't say loonies. It was so 120. It, it wasn't 125. This episode so you know. went there a seven. They didn't say about the tax though. He comes back and he's like, "You need. You wanted it. And you got it." He said that like Dean Dillon. He was awful. Dillon, yeah. It was awful. This was horrible. Yeah. I say a seven. Okay. Easy. I, I'll go with a six. I don't know. I guess it's not joyriding a car or the economic <laughs> disparity of, between Spinner and... and, uh, and Just because things they are need bigger issues. And, and, I mean, that's still a personal issue for a lot of people, though. Mm-hmm. And food right. fights. Food fights. You're right. That was a big episode. You like to... This is, I feel like you downgrade heavy episodes and upgrade upgrade lesser episodes. Yeah, I also uh, really find the deeper meaning in everything. <laughs> the deeper meaning? Yeah, economic disparity. Deeper. You did go into economic. <laughs> I listened to that last week and I was like, huh. It's so true it's, though. Yeah, it is. It is. Do it. it. Is. Um, yeah, so who's your most valuable Degrassi in this week? Paige. Paige? Paige Michaelchuk. She goes through so much. Mm-hmm. She gets put through the ringer. She thinks she's better, but I love that. I love how quickly she is to, to realize, and I don't think this is necessarily super realistic because I think most people would try to fight it, mm-hmm. but I love how quickly she is to realize, oh, fuck, I'm not over it. I got to go back to this. Yeah, I got to yeah. go back and talk. You, yeah. And she says, don't pencil me in. You can you write it in pen, pen that yeah. I'm coming back. And I think it's ballsy that she comes to the realization that she's going to press charges, not yeah. for herself at all. Because she's going to get dragged. I mean, I got to be honest with you. I'm not looking forward to those episodes where she has to like go to Deal the trial. Deal with that, yeah, yeah. Because <clears throat> they're going to like be sad. Yeah. I mean, they'll probably just be like fours or fives, but they're going to mm-hmm. be pretty sad. Like yeah. you'll probably think they go there like maybe like... 5.5, but they're going to be sad. <laughs> You'll think it's there like a 9.75, right? Right. Yeah. I'll be like You're 10. You're 11. <laughs> no, I'm going to be like a 26 on this. <laughs> uh, but I think that she, I love that she's like, I just want to be, I just want to scare him so bad that he never does it again. Her yeah. intentions are so good, especially for somebody who's like kind of an asshole a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, surprisingly. It, it seems out of character for her. I think this has changed her a great deal. Yeah. I it's love traumatizing. Lauren Collins. I fucking love Lauren Collins. Yeah, she's great. Who's your MV- most valuable Degrassian? MVD. I like to say MVD. You like to say MVD. Most valuable Degrassian. Degrassian. Not MVC, Canadian. Well, uh, Canadian, you could pick a lot of people. A whole right? lot of people. You pick yeah. you Justin know, Trudeau. Ryan Reynolds. Oh, good choice. Pick, uh, <laughs> Anna Green Gables. Yeah, sure. You could pick uh, uh, John Candy if you wanted to. Oh, he was Canadian. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Eugene, just, Eugene Levy. You could pick Eugene mm-hmm. Levy. Mm-hmm. Rick Moranis. I'm just going through everyone in SCTV. <laughs> Andrea Martin. <laughs> <laughs> She's Canadian? Yeah. No everyone idea. from SCTV was Canadian. Catherine O'Hara. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, your so most none of the, none of those were my <laughs> most valuable Degrassian because they did not appear in the show. Um, mine is JT. I knew you were going to pick JT. I really loved um, 
JT in this episode. I did too. He was I mean, very liked, close second. He was like, I feel like the way that he kind of read Paige and all the scenarios and kind of how he reacted and how he was a supportive friend was really important. Um, and that's why I chose him in the end. It was an easy choice though. Like I think, I think Paige did a lot in this episode. Don't get me wrong, but like this was the best JT that I think that we'll see ever. The thing that, look at this. This is what I'm talking about. Look mm-hmm. at the black cloud Ashley brings to this scene. I just did. I'm watching she the TV. Looks like she's in that Madonna video what where she turns jacket? into a raven. God. Um, and then Marty McFly shows up. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Adamo Ruggiero. Um, I think the the thing I loved so much about JT was he was, and I said this already, but mm-hmm. he was the only one who asked no questions. Paige said this thing happened. He never. He didn't for a second think she wasn't telling the truth. Mm-hmm. It never even entered his mind to think she wasn't telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And they have a really fun rapport, those two. Yeah. So I'm with you. JT was so close yeah. for me. Yeah. Second uh, second one. Yeah, if if JT hadn't been in this episode in this way, obviously I would have gotten for Paige. Mm. But there was something about also kind of recognizing that, like, there's going to be a lot of times I'm going to hate JT. So I feel like this was such good JT. Did you know? And you yeah. probably do because, oh, you know what? I'll wait. Okay. Wait for, are we ready to go to our great? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Fantastic. We can go to, it. Can go to it. one of the great segments, probably the best segment in um, in the podcast. Hey Rachel, yeah. Have you checked out any Degrassi cast Instagrams this week? Oh, I did. I did. Did you? Which yeah. ones? The ones you follow? Yeah, definitely the ones I followed. Um, but then I found some new ones to follow. Like I, I didn't know that Miss Kwan had an. Yeah, Instagram we found account. out today that uh, Miss Kwan has an Instagram account, mm-hmm. and we started to follow it. Mm-hmm. Try to find her what her name is, so that everybody can know. We lo- I looked it up today, mm-hmm. and I sent it to you because you were saying. Yeah. I wonder if Miss Kwan has a. Uh... So we found out also from Pat Mastrastriani <laughs> that today <laughs> is Jake Epstein's birthday. So happy birthday to Jake Epstein, who's probably like thirty-one or thirty-two. <laughs> I bet he's thirty-two. You think he's thirty-two? How old are you? Thirty-four. Yeah, he's probably thirty-two. I bet she's thirty-two. I can't remember what her name was. It was like something. Oh, I sent you a fucking picture of it. I can just yeah. look it up. Um, so you did. Oh, fuck. Hold on. Her name is Lin Lin Lu. Lin Lin Lu. L-I-N-L-Y-N. L-U-E. Lin Lin Lu. I love her. We followed her on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat, Ma- I also followed Stefan Brogren today on yeah, Instagram. I, I found too. out he's in a show called Holly Hobby that's on Hulu. Oh. Which I imagine is a, is a children's show. Is that something you can watch with Max? I don't know. It looks like a live action kind oh, of thing. Oh, he's so not, he's into, not that. into a live action. Except stuff. for Sesame Street. <coughs> I mean, that's like, yeah, yeah, I guess that is live action puppets. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I found out checking on Degrassi Instagrams. It wasn't a Degrassi cast member's Instagram, it was one of the other ones. Mm-hmm. It might have been Broomheads, it might have been It Goes There. I'm not so sure. Yeah. Did you know Miriam Catherine mm-hmm. once dated Ryan Cooley? Who plays JT in real life? No way. She also dated Shane Kippel. Who plays Spinner? Who plays Spinner? Great roots. I R L. Wow. And then they marry each other on the show. That's so weird. Do you think they dated before or after they got married on the it looked show? Looked like it before because they get married and then I think they're off the show, right? No, they're still on the yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you check out any other uh, any other uh, Instagrams from the cast members of Degrassi? 
I mean, the ones I follow, but nothing stands out. Uh, Lauren Collins was doing some stuff with her husband. She loves her husband. Mm-hmm. She thinks he's but, so Yeah, great. they just got married. They, That's so They nice. should love each other a lot. It's nice to see that relationship. I mean, now, now that they're just married. Like, mm-hmm. later on, they don't have to love each other so much. No, it goes downhill. Yeah, it immediately goes year downhill. Year by year, yeah. it's like mm-hmm. 10% less. That's again. why they have all these different kinds of anniversaries. At some <laughs> point, it's like 10, and you're like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It goes down like 10% every time, every year. Oh, so by 10 years, it's at zero. It starts to like build back up again if you have kids, and then it goes oh. back down very quickly. Yeah. You can ask my wife mm-hmm. how she feels about me. Mm-hmm. Adrian. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Say hi. Hi. That's my wife, Adrian. You think she'll then pick up on the microphones? Maybe. I don't yeah, know. We'll, we'll find out. Um, that's it. That's it, though. <coughs> yeah. I mean, well, we talked for about the Smiths for like you know what I half thought, this episode. You know what I realized? What? You never said what your favorite Smiths lyric was. Oh, Yes. Um, the one that always stands out for me because it's ridiculous rhyming mm-hmm. is, uh, let me get my hands on your mammary glands. Mm-hmm. Cause no one would ever say mammary glands. Also, he didn't want to be on any hands. No, no, he didn't glands. want to have anything to do with that. <laughs> That's not, why he was trying no interest. to, he's the only person who would use the phrase mammary glands. <laughs> no, no straight man would say that or not like Morsey's more like asexual than anything. Well, in his book, he talks about a relationship he did have with a man, but he is mostly asexual. Mm-hmm. He loves himself. Mm-hmm. Too much. He says it in a song. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, Could that's, like, that's I guess, our episode. That's our episode. So, um, we'll be oh. back next week. It's the season finale. But before we go, mm-hmm. we got an email. Yeah. We got two emails. We got an email from our friend Lindsay, <coughs> who suggested a game for next week. That we are definitely going to play, but we think we may play it as an entire bonus episode. Mm-hmm. So I think because yeah. next week is the season finale. Yes. Of season two, it's a two-parter. So I think we're going to record a two-parter episode, and then we may record a special bonus for bonus when we episode, take our break between. Because we're going to take a little break between mm-hmm. the seasons. So from our good friend Bianca, she sent us an email. That was about this episode that we watched. How soon is now? Question mark. Is she it a question mark at the end? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's how, how soon how soon is now. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. She says, <coughs> I'm going to paraphrase some of these things. So she goes, I don't know about you guys, but this episode went there for me. Not Rachel, obviously, just me. <laughs> first, She says, first of all, fuck Dean in this episode. <laughs> Dean Lund. Glad he got hashtag me too What a creep. I was so beyond proud of Paige in this episode. Same. For me, obviously, the MVP of the episode and just an overall queen in general. I agree. That's a good point. She stood up to a rapist and she protected poor Manny from potentially getting raped. This is true. She potentially Mm -hmm. could have been raped. Mm -hmm. She's working double duty. I really love that she had a great support system with Hazel, JT, and eventually Spinner. There you go. Yeah. She said the B story wasn't as exciting. We agree. I think Mm -hmm. we'd spent about... A, a three minutes, minutes talking about. I was going to say eight minutes and then I cut it down. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was, she said it was super relatable. And of all the Degrassi kids, this is interesting. I'd love to know from all the broomheads mm-hmm. who they identify most with. Oh, on, yeah. Because mine is a combination. Liberty. It's Liberty. You're mostly Liberty. Emily and Ashley. Right? You remind me a lot of Liberty. Liberty, yeah. Spe- you know what? You don't remind me of Liberty so much except for that one Napoleon episode. <laughs> 
<laughs> that seems just like me. No, just you're like Emma. You're, you say Emma and Ashley, I think. Yeah. Who are you? JT. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I would have put those, I would have put that mascot gloves on and beat that guy up too. Mm-hmm. Although I relate a lot to uh, Hazel. <laughs> who has no discernible character at all. <laughs> uh, she says, out of all the Degrassi kids, I definitely relate with Ellie the most, especially with this. When I was in high school, one of my best friends started uh, started going my going to, oh, sorry. When I was in high school, one of my best friends started going to my school in senior year and was one of the hottest guys in school. True fact, he's an underwear model now. Ooh. Ooh. Wonder what his dick looks like in the underpants. <laughs> Probably pretty good. They don't Probably hire underwear good. models unless their dicks look good in the underwear. Yeah, that's they, like, don't, they don't ever stuff it? No, I think mm-hmm. that's a prerequisite. Those dicks mm-hmm. need to look good in that underwear. Mm-hmm. She said he is also gay and he had only told a few of our friends, so wasn't completely out yet. And everyone thought we were dating. We never dated and he came out to me early in our friendship, but no one believed me when I said we were just friends. She says, as if I would deny the hottest guy in school. That's pretty, mm-hmm, pretty mm-hmm, true. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Needless to say, she goes, needless to say, I got a little cock blocked in my senior year because of this, but it's okay. My friend made up for it in the end, and he is the one who introduced me to my boyfriend, and we've been together seven years, so I can't be too mad at him. Oh, that's nice. Good. Yeah. She said, like I was saying earlier, this episode went there for me. I think I got to give it a seven or an eight because shit is about to get real. I agree. The fact, she goes, the fact that Paige confronted her rapist and is going to press charges against Dean, <laughs> she spelled it out, against. She also told JT about it and protected Manny. Mar- lastly, Marco came out to Ellie. That's a huge deal for Marco. I'm proud of him, too. And then she says, not too many choices for MVO this week. A little disappointed. I thought the majority of the clothes yeah. were kind of meh. Yeah. But I did like the see-through backpack Paige had. Yeah, that's true. Earlier in the email, she tells us about how she was emailed by someone whose real life name was Heather Sinclair. (laughs) Which is amazing. (laughs) Which, how the hell is that? Yeah. Maybe it was Heather Sinclair. The the one in the same. The ghostly character from the ghost of Heather Sinclair. So yeah, so that was Ugh. that was our episode. We got one more of the season, and then we're done two seasons. Can you believe that? No, I can't believe it. That's crazy. We're done two seasons, and we haven't even had anybody get shot yet. I know. But just wait for it. It's gonna go there to like where we actually need to use the ten. I can't wait to use the ten. I'm I'm excited. I can't wait for it. you to tell me a ten episode is like a four. <laughs> <laughs> Major character dies, and it's it's, it's just, just a three. four. It's like a eh. because it didn't have enough of economic disparity. <laughs> That's a real issue, Pat. I know. I'm just fucking around. Mm-hmm. Class is a real issue. <clears throat> but they go to the same school, and they're like on the same level. Yeah, because it's I've public never, school. I need to see Spinner's life. They don't show me Spinner's life. I know. They, well, maybe that'll be next season. Maybe we'll get to see Spinner's parents. Paige has like three vacation braids in this episode, but that's it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. No. But she has them like in multiple episodes. But like, does she do that every day when she gets up? Does she just braid like six tiny braids? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I used to do that too, actually. Did you? So that's pretty cool. I never had full head island braids. I never went to an island where I would have gotten that. Which is vacation braids? Definitely appropriation. Oh god, <laughs> it's the worst. 
So yeah, so uh, rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. R R and V. R R and V. R R and S. Where's the V? Where did I get V? And you went with it. R R and S. R R and S. R R S. Rate, review, and subscribe. We've been talking an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> half an hour of that was just about the Smiths. Um, so do those things. Write us an email at everyepisodever at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram. I'm <laughs> Ray Ray Icky, R-A-E-R-A-E-I-C-K-Y. Yep. Pat doesn't want you to follow his Instagram, I am, but I'll tag him in everything. So <laughs> I am Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, the famous <laughs> record producers. That's my Instagram name is at Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. And Terry Lewis, A-N-D. The famous, mm-hmm. they, they famously... Produced Janet Jackson's, some of the great Janet Jackson records. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. So yeah, that's that's Pat's Instagram handle. How are we going to cut out me fucking up the Smiths' uh, discography on this episode? We're not. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's going to really All go there. All men have secrets and here is mine. Let it be known. I fucked up the Smiths' discography. <laughs> <laughs> No, we'll see you Uh next week. (laughs) Have a great week, everybody. Bye.